We have to say, I guess we have to say words for the audio people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sitting here bobbling it's, our heads. It's bobblehead day. It's bobblehead day. We're going to learn about the history and some of the most expensive bobbleheads of all time and some of the most iconic bobbleheads in pop culture history. And I'm just going to bobble the whole time, just I, like this. I agree. I'm not. No? No. Okay. It's making me dizzy. Is it? Yeah. Disney? I don't know how bobbleheads don't fall down. Okay. We're going to learn all about that. <laughs> Right after we snap. Oh, she's losing it, folks. Let's go to the break. Are we ready to begin? Good morning. My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. Okay. All right. When did bobbleheads start? The 1760s. I don't believe you. Well, <laughs> there is a famous portrait depicting Queen Charlotte in her dressing room at Buckingham Palace that was painted in 1765. Okay. And it shows two figures in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, here, do you want to show the, the picture? Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> These right here look like they're people, but they're not. They're bobbleheads. Can you press Apple Plus and blow it way up? I think that it won't go a whole lot bigger. Okay. Yeah, no, it won't. I have it as big. It's a really small article. Mm. So. Um, they're bobbleheads in the back of a painting. Yeah. You want to know why? Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were not called bobbleheads then. Oh. They were called nodding head figures. They were imported into England, Europe, and America in large numbers from Canton, China Mm. in the 1780s. There was a great interest in these figures in England, um, large part due to the personal taste of the Prince of Wales, who was later King George the blah, blah. Oh, whale. The Prince's interest in Chinese decoration was expressed in his Chinese drawing room in the Carlton House. Like the, from the French Prince? Yeah, probably. Um, A number of Chinese figures of this type were prominently displayed in the corridor of the pavilion. Um, So basically what they were was they were painted plaster nodding head figures Mm. of a Mandarin and his wife, each with outstretched hands and floral robes mounted on parcel gilt and simulated marble wood bases. I have them pulled up as well. They got auctioned off. Oh, you're taking my first fact. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all yours. No, 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 please. I only have six. Okay. The the ones you were just talking about sold in 2010 for $35,925. Yeah. According to the Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Yep. So you were saying that they were called what? Nodding heads. Nodding heads. Which same thing. I mean, nodding heads. So if you made a bobblehead out of ham, would it be nodding ham? (sighs) Hey, folks, I'll be in Vegas all weekend. I'm I'm leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, the first sports bobblehead dates back to 1920s. Okay. If you've been uh, early to a baseball game, you've probably received a bobblehead modeled after one of the players. Mm -hmm. While bobblehead athletes are most popular in Major League Baseball, the first sports bobblehead was created featuring a generic basketball player. While some collectors claim it was for the New York Knicks, 
Others are doubtful because the team wasn't officially established until 1946. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm, sneaky, sneaky fact there. That's right. Um, well, uh, writer Nikolai Gogol first referenced bobblehead dolls in 1842 in a Russian short story called The Overcoat. He described the main character, Akaki, as having a neck which was like the neck of plaster cats which wag their heads. So does that mean that the cat in the Chinese restaurants has been around since 1840-something? I want to find out. What is that cat called? Uh, The cat in the Chinese restaurants? I don't know. That's what I call it. I love that. I love them. I just could sit and play with them and watch them. They're called Chinese waving cats. Okay. And I need another second. Origin of Chinese. I have one on my desk. In, you do. In the other room. And it doesn't wave inside. Okay, so. How weird is that? According to Lucky Cat, he brings you good luck by. Uh, by waving at you. Uh, 1603 to 1868. So they've been around for. Ages. They were probably the OG bobblehead. They are the OG bobblehead. 1600s. Mm-hmm. The most common origin legend involves a <coughs> samurai who was beckoned inside a temple by a mysterious cat. As soon as he stepped inside, lightning struck the spot he was standing. That's a cool story. Yeah. Like, that's a real cool story. Now but, I understand where they came from. Yeah. It's also weird to think like you made it all the way through samurai training just to fall for thinking that a cat was waving you inside. It's probably washing its head. I mean, well, the thing is that, you know, they uh, I believe that they look at cats as um, as gods back then. Right. Were uh, they a big deal? I thought that was the Egyptians. I really couldn't tell you. Maybe we don't know everything. It's the true. cat is a traditionally a calico Japanese bobtail with a paw raised in Japanese beckoning gesture. Huh. Hmm. Who would have thought that bobbleheads dated all the way back to Lucky Cats? Right? Lucky Cats, Lucky Cats. I would have assumed that that's where bobbleheads came from was the Lucky Cat. You would have put that together? Yeah. They do the same thing. One is an arm and one is a head. (laughs) I don't know. It's the same concept. I don't know. Um, So in the 60s when they created bobbleheads of Roberto Clemente, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, and Willie Mays... Those were the first non-mascot bobbleheads created. Um, the uniforms were all different, but they shared the exact same face. <laughs> so they put the team uniform on them, but they have the exact same head. Interesting. Yeah. So that just the just the jersey number changed, or probably the color of the jersey as well, according to their team colors. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Can you guess which musical group pioneered the full-on pop culture bobblehead in the United States? No, the Beatles. Oh, I think we're I think we're looking at the same article here. No, it just I mean that just only makes sense that the Beatles would be the first not sports bobbleheads. I mean, um, they were such a big deal. Yeah, yet another thing the Beatles pioneered. While replicas have been made, the original 1964 set of Beatles bobbleheads are selling for up to $800. I bet it's more than that now on the internet. This was one of the first sets of bobbleheads modeled after humans that weren't athletes. The fact that Beatle maniacs would purchase anything related to their four favorite guys made them an instant hit. Yeah. So bobbleheads were a big deal when they started being created for sports figures and musicians. Um, 
they became a huge like collector's item. And then in the 1970s, bobbleheads hit a steep decline. Oh. Would you like to know why? I would indeed. Because people started collecting lunch boxes and action figures instead. Hmm. Okay. But in the 1990s, when bobbleheads with new manufacturing processes and allowed them to be made out of plastic instead of ceramic, the popularity of them rose again Yeah, um, because they didn't break as easily. Do you know which team, uh, sports team, has done the most bobblehead-related promotions? Does it say in your article? I don't think so. Um, the Giants. The baseball Giants. Oh, the San Francisco's. Uh, yeah. The San Francisco's. The San Francisco's. There have been over 300 bobblehead promotions nationwide, but almost a third of them have been done by the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco's. They've done uh, more than 75. In fact, it's believed that the team's 1999 giveaway of Willie Mays bobbleheads contributed to their resurgence. Well, that's cool. It is cool. Wow. They just really like their bobbleheads. Bobble on, San Fran. Um, well, in the 2000s, that's when new variations of bobbleheads started happening, where you get, get mini bobbleheads and bobbleheads that sat on your computer. Mm-hmm. And bobblehead uh, piggy banks, and even bobblehead air fresheners. Did you know also that there's a bobblehead hall of fame and museum? I did not know that. Yep, there is a guy named Brad Novick, who is the co-founder and president of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Is it bobbleheadhall.com? I think that it is. Yep. Um, and <laughs> I love this fact. This is so ridiculous. The Guinness Book of World Records for the largest bobblehead was set for a bobblehead in the likeness of TV show host Chuck Woolery. That guy's really? crazy. And anyways, the bobblehead weighed 900 pounds, was 11 feet tall, and was originally displayed at the McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois. Which coincidentally also is where we park our tour buses when we are in Chicago. I have an update on that. Uh, there's another one that's bigger? Yes. Yeah, tell me because I don't like Chuck Woolery. In April 2016, insurance company Applied Underwriters decided to hire a prop shop to make a bobblehead based on their mascot, a St. Bernard. Oh. The giant dog had a leash attached to his neck so the head nods when you pull on it. <laughs> it's in the Guinness Book of World Records now. Before that, the biggest bobblehead, of course, was 11 feet tall in the likeness of game show host Chuck Woolery. Okay, I'm very happy that it's a giant St. Bernard yeah. that took Chuck Woolery's place. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, um, I'm sorry, I'm deep diving into what happened to all the pre-ordered bobbleheads during the 2020 baseball season. So I found an oh, article. Oh, interesting. It says 4 million extra bobbleheads. 2020's lost MLB <laughs> giveaways could be a oh, jackpot no. for fans. Um, Trevor Williams thought that there was no way the Pittsburgh Pirates would cancel his bobblehead day. Amid the chaos Sorry, following the Trev. outbreak of COVID-19 and the announcement of delay to the 2020 Major League Baseball season, the starting pitcher at first figured they'd need to wait only an extra week or so before handing them out. My bobblehead day wasn't until the end of August, Williams said. I was like, oh, it'll still be fine, no problems. There's no way they shut down the Star Wars bobblehead giveaway. So they have oh, him dressed as a stormtrooper. You're wrong. Look at that. Oh, that's super cool. Dude, that's a super crossover promotion. That is real cool. So <laughs> what happened? 
Fast forward nearly 11 months when several large cardboard boxes from the Pirates filled with 200 bobbleheads featuring his likeness in a Stormtrooper outfit arriving at his home in Phoenix. The Pirates had planned on giving the, away 10,000, most of them packed into 917 boxes, sit in a storage room at PNC Park. They're now part of a league-wide treasure trove of unused promotional items that pose problems for teams, but could mean unprecedented freebies for fans when they return to games. Huh. Because Williams signed a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs this offseason and is no longer a pirate, rescheduling his bobblehead day in 2021 oh. is well complicated. Yeah. That's why they sent it to him. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh. I bet if you email Trevor, he'll probably mail you one. <laughs> I bet he probably would. I want one. I don't even know who Trevor is, and I want one uh, of those. Me too. There's six other pages about this specific topic. Do you want to pull up the photo that's on my compute? Yeah. So, that is in the baseball stadium for the Marlins. Hmm. And that is the Bobblehead Museum. It has 588 bobbleheads in it, representing every team in baseball. And the display, this is super cool, vibrates all the time so that the bobbleheads are always bobbling. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they're considered bobbleheads. Oh, let me put it back on the screen. Oh, it's okay, because I also wanted to talk about the giant Conan O'Brien one. Yeah, so there's these Funko dolls, right? Oh, yeah. They're not considered bobbleheads, though. Those are just toys. Their heads don't shake. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I have a bunch of them at home. That's just the packaging shaking. Funkos, their heads don't shake. I thought they did. Mm-mm. So, allow, uh, forgive me. I yep. went off on a Funko tangent. It's okay. Funkos are, they're a big collectible as well. Yeah, they're $886 million business <laughs> yeah, a year. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Because yeah. they make them of absolutely everyone. TV shows, sports figures, like yeah. anything that's in pop culture. Joe Coy, go buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to pop up Conan O'Brien really quick? Yeah, does that bobble? <laughs> yes. That seems like it's bigger than 11 feet, too. It is 17 feet tall. And it, it, I love that it's also in front of a, a Liechtenstein exhibition, which is super cool. Wait, 17 feet is bigger than the world record. Um, so, hold on. Let me... Conan O'Brien unveiled a 17-foot bobblehead of himself in Chicago. Looks like it would be in front of maybe a museum of... Pop art. Pop, pop art mm-hmm. or something similar to that. <clears throat> yeah. They have been... Uh, Used in romantic gestures. What? Yeah, in How 2012. Do you use a well, the Bachelorette contestant Chris Bukowski Ugh. gifted Emily Maynard two bobbleheads that looked like the two of them in the first episode. Unfortunately, he didn't win, but Maynard didn't end up marrying the winner anyway. So stupid. Okay, that was that was dumb. <laughs> And that was 15 minutes on bobbleheads. That was 15 minutes on bobbleheads. Tell us your favorite bobblehead or put a picture in the comments below and tell us uh, which bobbleheads you've collected over the years. And on January 7th, let's celebrate because that's National Bobblehead Day. Let's have a bobblehead party. Bobblehead party. Well, I guess we're doing uh, bobbleheads part two in January, folks. Bobblehead party. All right, we'll see you tomorrow for Weird Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye.